Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. Here we go. Wrestling. 
uh, and I love, you know, I absolutely love being on the show. I just feel every time I come here, I always have such a great time. So, I mean, I just try to do it up every time. Uh, but glad to be back on the show, ready to talk about uh, this this week's Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and folks, if you uh, haven't had the opportunity, uh, on FantasyJusticeSports.com, the beautiful website that brings you all of our podcasts, Joey Cage is also one of our writers on there. He covers SmackDown. He covers Raw. does a fantastic job. When we have pay-per-view events, he does uh, writings on that as well. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have you, Joey. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, as we get into the uh, Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But let's get into Raw and SmackDown later. You rip the Band-Aid off. You're, you're killing me. You're killing me. I, uh, all right, all right. For those of you who don't follow us on social media, Fantasy Jester, Facebook page, Fantasy underscore Jester, at Twitter, and JT Fez437, and Joey. Joey, you're on Twitter, but you're on for bread from your bed, right? That is correct. Uh, my official Twitter is Joey of BFYB. Uh, Bread from Your Bed is the uh, company that I run uh, that does social media management, web design. might have heard of us. Um, and uh, it's one of the things I do aside from my wrestling career. Nice, nice. All right, Joey. Uh, there you have it, folks, where you can find us on Twitter. Now, if you had been following us on Twitter, uh, yesterday was uh, an interesting day for me. And uh, I had the opportunity last night to sit with a legend and watch wrestling, watch the SmackDown show. And I sat there literally right next to the man and we analyzed the whole show together. Like we were Siskel and Ebert. Uh, I sat with Jimmy Hart last night and I got to be honest with you. Uh, if anybody, again, fantasy, when you have the opportunity I've written an article about this, uh, what happened last night, over in Daytona Beach, Florida. At his, he's got a beautiful place over there, folks. You get the opportunity to head nice. on over. Yeah, isn't it gorgeous, Joe? It's really. Joey's nice. been there, not last night, but he's been there with me before. And last night, I was able to go to Jimmy Hart's Hall of Fame uh, bar and tiki, tiki hut, tiki lounge, and. Absolutely fantastic place. First of all, you walk in the place and you've walked into a piece of history, wrestling history. There is memorabilia. JT, when you come down, I've got to show you this place, brother. It is. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I've seen some, some of your pictures. It looks fantastic. Absolutely great. Absolutely great place. And, you know, you go in and I, I, everybody who knows me knows I'm new to this. You, you know that I'm just started out months ago. So I'm about to meet a legend and I'm trying to be as cool as can be about it. I don't know how much time the guy's going to give me. Is he going to give me 30 seconds, minute, five minutes? I have no idea. I have no idea what to expect from him personally. And what I got was the epitome of Southern hospitality and a Southern gentleman. And I have to tell you, JT, an absolute fantastic time with the man. Uh, he, from the minute I shook his hand, I felt like I was home. 
and made myself comfortable. Satin was a, was able to talk with him for about a half hour before it went on. Now the place is big. It, it, it's on the ocean. It's right on the ocean. It's a beautiful location. Got a swimming pool, tiki hut. I mean, the place is absolutely gorgeous. And here I am. I'm sitting in this location on Daytona Beach. Jimmy Hart next to me. I look out the window. There's the ocean. There's the pool. There's the tiki hut. And now all of a sudden on the big screen, uh, you know, we're sitting there watching wrestling and analyzing everything. And I'll tell you one thing. It is quite apparent that he wasn't just in wrestling. He, he, he's a fan of it. He oh, yeah. is a true, I'm unbelievable. JT, when I tell you how much that man loves that, this sport. Okay. I'll tell you, it was fantastic. And I look forward to it because I'll be going back there. I don't want to dwell on it too much. You can go to the article again, fantasyjestersports.com. Read up all about uh, my little meeting with Jimmy Hart. But again, fantastic guy. Uh, the gentleman at the bar, Paul, I have to go ahead and make sure I give a shout out to Paul. I happened to uh, get make sure before I met Jimmy, I had a little bit of the liquid courage, going to admit. I uh, ordered myself a Jack and Coke, and this guy knows the exact proper proportions of Jack to Coke ratio. He's a professional, uh, I, I, and I had to give him a little bit of kudos in that. I, I understand, Paul, great guy. I had a chance to talk with him. Um, but then, like I said, had a fantastic time with Jimmy. Jimmy, the gentleman from the beginning to the end, told me some fantastic stories, and then as I'm leaving, walks me out the door, and we're laughing and kidding around, and you know, I I didn't mention to him that I thought I was better than him on the mic, but you know, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. He had been such a great guest. No, I'm only kidding. Only kidding. The man is a legend. He is number one. I go. I just was on Twitter recently, uh, JT. If I don't know if you had noticed, I posted my top four uh, mic men in the profession. Yeah, there was and, some- God. Three of those were fantastic. Um, you know, I, you know, three of those guys were fantastic. You know, Paul Heyman, well, you know, you, you can't go wrong there. Jimmy Hart, um, you know, Enzo. I don't know who that guy in third was. I mean, I hear he's an up-and-comer, but I don't know if you can call him in the top four yet. <sighs> he's a legend in his own mind. That's, that's <laughs> what I know about it. matters. Yes, yes. So, um, no, absolutely. When I tell you, uh, JT, wait till you come on down. Uh, I'm sure, you know, as I was leaving, I told him that I'd like to, you know, bring my son and this, that, so he can meet him. And he's like, yeah, sure, bring your wife, too, next time. And I, it was like nice. I was leaving my old, like an old friend's house. I mean, that's how nice he is. And it wasn't just to me, okay? It wasn't just, you know, hey, listen, the guy's got a podcast, guy's got a website, he writes articles, stuff like that. Uh, he wasn't playing to me, okay? No. That's just how he is. I mean, the yeah. place is packed. The place is packed, JT. People are coming up at random times, okay? You know, can I get this signed? And the one guy had um, WrestleMania three uh, DVD he wanted signed. Jimmy's like, sure, no problem. Another person, can I get a picture? Sure, no problem. Somebody else wanted a picture with him and the belt and this. And that. I mean, he is so accommodating, and, and every chance he got, like the one guy with the DVD I was just mentioning, the WrestleMania guy, the guy had a couple of questions for him as well. 
answered the questions and then said, you want to join us and sit and watch, watch it with us? I mean, really that just a really great guy. And an example, the best way I can put it is he's an example to the young guys out there today. And not just in wrestling. This goes for all sports. Jimmy shares my sentiment that I closed the Fantasy Jester show with uh, on several occasions about thanking the fans for putting us where we are. Jimmy is a gentleman, and that is why he acts the way he does, is because he truly understands that without the fans, where would we be? And he treats the fans the way you should. And it is, I mean, it is a role model of what all young athletes need to see about their interaction with their fans. You know, you go from somebody like Jimmy Hart, who couldn't be any more accommodating, to somebody like Beast Mode, who has zero words to say to anybody. Okay. He lifted you know, the hell of a Pepsi commercial, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's about that's about as much as I really want to hear from him anyway. So I, I guess it's pretty good that he doesn't speak <laughs> no, to, to everybody. Doesn't speak. Now I have to ask you. I got. I would. Yeah. I'd be mad at myself if I didn't ask. I'm going to put you on sure. the spot. So you got to go through this place. I know in one of the pictures you sent me, I saw a piece of memorabilia that just brought back a lot of memories for me. What was one of your favorite pieces that you saw going through there? Ah. Uh... I have to say, you know, there was a couple of the belts. There was he had different uh, championship belts there, and there was one that was just off to the left of the big screen that we were watching the uh, match on. And you know, I had the opportunity to walk around JT and just look at the memorabilia quick. There is so much of it. I literally would have had to spend hours just walking around. And mm-hmm. when I got there, I took a look around. And like I said, a couple of the belts are impressive. They've got some great pictures of old wrestlers, this, that, Jimmy Hart with this guy mm-hmm. and that. Uh, uh, plenty of Hulk Hogan, okay? Uh, right. You know, Jimmy speaks very highly of Hulk uh, uh, and they're good friends. And, uh, and he speaks very highly of Vince, too, um, and pretty much his whole experience through WWE. Um, and you know, I mean, real quick, I know we want to get to to, to uh, Raw and, and SmackDown, but this was uh, this was very interesting that I found because you know I did ask him a lot of questions, just off the record questions, just him and I talking, and um, I asked him who was his favorite wrestler, who 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 wrestles now, you know, who's one of the more talented guys that he likes, and you know. At first, he, he told me, he goes, you know, I honestly like all the guys. He goes, I, I really enjoy them. And, you know, he really is just a fan of them. And, and he gave that kind of answer as a fan would. But then I kind of pressed him a little. I said, okay, yeah, but if you really had to nail down who, who do you really like the way he conducts himself in a ring. And um, he really is a, uh, likes AJ Styles a lot. And, you know, I'm finding more and more people in the industry – that are impressed with AJ Styles skills in the ring. So, you know, I'm interested to see now what they're going to do with him. You know, you've got a lot of people in the business that are impressed with him in the ring, but now what are they going to do with him? So, right. Right now right. he's he, you know, right now he's on the whole Cena kick, but okay, once this is done with Cena, 
where do they go with AJ Styles? That's going to be, you know, one of the interesting things. And that's one of the things I was talking with Jimmy about. And, uh, yeah, I will be back there. More than likely, I'll be back there next week as long as my schedule permits. I have an open invitation. He is an absolute gentleman and it is an absolute pleasure. I want to thank Jimmy Hart and all his staff uh, for a fantastic, fantastic time last night. I, I re- literally... You know, I'm supposed to be professional, but I was a fan last night, and I walked out of there like a little kid, and uh, I owe that to uh, a legend, and there's a reason. He's a legend in wrestling, and as a man himself, as a gentleman himself, he's even bigger. So uh, thanks, Jimmy, for a great time last night. Folks, I want to go ahead. I could literally talk about last night from here to the cows come home, and I have pretty much, if you've paid attention on social media... Um, I wrote a whole story about it and everything, and, and the story wasn't a planned story, but that's how much it meant to me and how, how great he was. So um, go check that story out over on FantasyJusticeSports.com. And uh, right now, before we get into it, uh, and we've taken a little bit of time, I do have to go ahead and pay the bills. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, You can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive! Great guys, great people down there, Deep Obsession, absolutely fantastic people, we love them, I've had the opportunity now to go ahead and join them on their boat, and uh, my wife is a regular uh, customer of theirs, and Mrs. Jester absolutely loves them. Folks, we're going to go ahead, bring JT back in, bring Joey Cage back in, Uh, we're going to bring in another Corona too for me, actually, uh, while we're at it, and we're going to get right down to it. we're going to start with Raw, and then we'll go to SmackDown. And we're going to start out with Raw and how it started out, which was uh, extremely interesting. And our panel has mixed mixed views on it. You know, I, I happen to like the beginning of Raw. Uh, I like how they did that. I like the idea of a mixed match, a men's and women's match, something that we haven't seen. And, and personally... You know, I think you could see more of if uh, I would go ahead and do it with the cruiserweights, though. That's that's where I would go with it, because you certainly can't have, you know, Cass 
up against Sasha Banks. You know, and let's say that, you know, all of a sudden she finds herself against, you know, who, any of the bigger guys. That's just, that's just not going to happen. So, but I believe if you bring it to the cruiserweights and, and in that you can go ahead and do mixed matches in that, you know, go ahead. Maybe the, uh, well, I don't know. Apollo Cruz is kind of, he's not the tallest guy in the world. But you get what I'm saying. There's a couple of wrestlers there that are five six, five eight. Joey, right? I mean, how, let me ask you first. What did you think about the whole start to the Raw, the mixed match, the the banter between everybody, having the four of them out there going back and forth? What did you think of it? Did you like it? Well, I really did. I thought that first off, overall, I really feel through the first two weeks post WWE draft. My scorecard reads Raw 2, SmackDown 0 uh, in terms of the overall show, and I suppose we'll get to that in a minute. I will say that I did like the start to Raw uh, specifically because of the fact that it used a relatively fresh concept. Now, of course, there have been mixed-gender tag matches before, but it's a relatively fresh concept in that we haven't seen that in a while and uh, it's something that's that's used to elevate the stars involved. I think it did very well for the Charlotte uh, Sasha Banks feud, and um, obviously Enzo Mori is great on the mic. He's an excellent way to start the show. Uh, and I, overall, I was really happy with Raw. I know we'll get to that, but I mean, my my opinion is that that was a great way to start the show, and I like to see how that they keep changing the way they go about things on Raw. And, and keep it exciting that way. It does seem to me that they've used more of their creative juices on Raw than they have on SmackDown. The different wrinkles, the uh, different wrinkles and everything that they have, they've gone ahead with the mixed match. All of a sudden, Finn Balor uh, gets the big push. They've added more wrinkles and gotten storylines going a little bit quicker than uh, SmackDown. A couple more surprises, a couple of, oh, I didn't see that coming. So, JT, I mean, is that the way you're seeing it, first of all? is uh, uh, You know, we'll get to that first part, but are you starting to see where Roy is uh, taking the early lead over SmackDown? Well, it's just following suit that you saw at the draft. You know, it seems like Raw got the better roster, you know, they've had the better show, Joey. I'm going one and one. I would agree week one, but not week two. But as far as uh, the storylines and, like you said, the creative juices, it does seem like Raw is getting uh, first dibs on that, which surprises me a little since you're introducing a live new concept, if you will, on SmackDown. You would think you'd want that to take off a little quicker uh, to try to, you know, catch up where Raw has already put itself. I just, uh, yeah, the, there's no, the problem here w- that I saw last night as I'm watching uh, SmackDown uh, <clears throat> with Jimmy Hart, uh, the problem I, I saw with that is that, you know, the storylines are, are taking, they, they need time to build because you've split everybody up. Now you got to build the storylines. You don't have the history and, what you need to do until those storylines are, are met and until the, the crowd can, you know, get a hold of, okay, why are we seeing these two wrestlers facing each other? Okay. 
is the time where you need more Paul Heyman. You need more Enzo Amore on Raw, okay, or have him come over to SmackDown. You need Mike people on SmackDown, okay, to help facilitate the crowd, help, help get that crowd juiced. Now, I understand the way I watched it last night, first of all, you could have had Hulk Hogan Triple H match, okay, and that crowd would have been awful last night. That was that was one of the worst wrestling crowds. They should be ashamed of themselves last night. That was one of the worst wrestling crowds I've seen. They stood on the they actually literally sat on their hands for a good portion of the night. Now, back to back to the raw though. And one of the things that I happen to like that they've brought back, and, you know, people aren't crazy about it, but they fill a role is having the jobbers come in. You know, you see what they're doing. And I know, JT, I, I, I'm directing this to you because I'm going to go to you first because you're the one that really it, it seems to aggravate the most. Um, but then again, most things aggravate you, it seems like. Um, brought, or is it just me? Maybe it's just me. Um, you most of the time. I mean, you're you know usually the protagonist. Uh, you know, for me, and you're the antagonist. So you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, Marriage made in heaven, or somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman, okay, goes ahead, and you know now this is the second time in a row now he's getting a jobber. But it, it, it's the point that you know they're drilling home until they can go ahead and get his storyline set and free up whatever wrestler in whatever direction he's going, okay, that's what they've got to throw him in, throw it in as, is, uh, okay, well, you know, he's just going to beat these guys up, make them look stronger until we can get the, the wrestlers set up and the combination of where we're headed uh, going. You just are not a fan of that and feel it's a waste of time, correct? I, I really do. I mean, it, 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 you know, harkens back to the 80s when Iron Mike Sharp used to come out and job to – Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and those guys. It's like, I don't know. Do we need to see Where's Waldo get beat up in 20 seconds to know that Braun Strowman, 6'8", 385 pounds, uh, is a beast? No, we don't need that. What we need to see is what kind of ability does Braun Strowman have? Does he have any moves? <laughs> you know, Does he have any kind of ring presence? Because with his role with the Wyatts, and how he's been booked so far, we've not seen any of that. Yeah, it's just uh, they, they're doing that with him. They're doing that with Nia Jax, okay, um, until, like I said, they, they can get things set up. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't mind it. I mean, yeah, we already know Strowman's a beast, but, you know, that's setting up just how much of a beast. Don't put him against just anybody. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's just it's filler until they can get things set up. You know, uh, one of the other matches that are, are interesting, Joey wrote on this one, so I want to go to Joey about this one in particular. Um, Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil, and they're turning Titus O'Neil heel? I mean, What's your what's your feeling about all that? And have first of all having them wrestle, and then the idea that now Titus O'Neil is going to be a heel. Good idea. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a very interesting position WWE has put Titus O'Neil in. Now the two are known very good friends uh, and have tagged very recently, uh, you know, at live shows and even on TV. 
And I think it's very interesting because now you're taking Titus O'Neil fresh off the suspension, turning him heel, and essentially what you're going to do with that is put over Darren Young uh, as the face with Bob Backlund, and he's going to put over his friend, you know, Darren Young, which, I mean, Titus O'Neil looked to have had some direction before when he was challenging Rusev for the U.S. title, and now he's putting over a guy who doesn't even really deserve the put-over and even more so, I mean, I don't, I don't like the feud in general. I think they'll, they'll put on a good match. But, I mean, I, I think WWE, this doesn't really help either one of them, in my opinion. JT, you want to chime in on this one? Yeah, I agree, I agree with Joey on this. Uh, you know, I make up your mind with Titus O'Neil what you're doing, first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, Darren Young does not deserve to be over. He's done nothing yet. Uh, let him earn it. Uh, you know, let him get himself over, for example. Um, and in a lot of ways, hasn't Bob Backlund been putting him over as well the last couple of weeks, or at least coming to his rescue every week? I, you know, I, again, not real sure what's going on here, but definitely I'd like to see them uh, repackage Darren Young and, you know, send him back down for a few months and do something else because this isn't working. And not only is this not working, but the other thing about it, too, is that with Darren Young, I mean, he's someone that doesn't deserve the push. He's someone that, I mean, and that's just my opinion, but he hasn't done anything great. His match with The Miz was a double countout, which didn't help him at all, or The Miz, really. Um, and he's just having these feuds where it's not, you're not taking advantage of the time you're giving him with Bob, with Bob Backlund on the air. You know, you're not properly, right. properly utilizing that. And I think that that becomes an issue where you have him on TV, but now you're putting him in these placeholder feuds for no reason. Um, and just like the feud with The Miz, this isn't going to help Darren Young ultimately, you know, elevate. So I, I think it's tragic what they're doing. Well, now, let me ask you, as we move off of those two, and we move on to somebody here, you know, because I've got to keep this moving. Unfortunately, finding out it's just an hour show, and it might not be enough for wrestling. Yeah. But we'll, we'll figure that one out and have a production meeting on that one for sure. Um, Jinder Mahal comes back. He shows up with uh, Heath Slater. All of a sudden, Mick tells him, we only have room for one of you. And Jinder Mahal it, it really doesn't waste any time. Take Slater out. Slater's still a free agent begging for a job. And uh, Mahal now sets up to come back. Now, JT, I'm going to ask you first, and then I'll go with Joey. Who do you think that they're going to match him up with? You know, where are they going to take him? And does this mean because of how he came out and what was going on, is he going to take on the heel role? You would think he'd have to take on the heel role after his, uh, you know, previous stint. Uh, I mean, horribly booked with 3MB back in the day. Um, but I like—I don't know. Jinder Mahal, I like him as a mid-card heel. Um, I think he's a guy that can put on a good match. I think he's a guy that you see doing the uh, kickoff shows at pay-per-views type of guy. So, I mean, as to who they put him against at this point, which we'll get to later on. He's obviously not going to wrestle for the U.S. title or anything of that nature right now. You know, maybe uh, this week WWE Uncreative decides that that's who Darren Young wrestles. I don't really know what they're going to do with him yet. It's not, you know, they really haven't made any plans, but 
I like to see him back. I think he's a good good addition to the roster. Be interesting. I want to see where they go with him. Uh, Joey, what do you think? I mean, you saw it. You were able to watch it. Now he's back. He's going to be uh, in there somewhere in the mix. Where Where are you seeing him? Do you see an opponent on the horizon for him that they could all of a sudden start a good storyline with? You know, it's funny because my initial answer was going to be, I honestly don't know uh, until I heard JT say Darren Young. And that actually might make sense. Uh, for after Titus O'Neill, because in my opinion, I mean, you're talking about two guys now that really don't deserve the airtime, <laughs> that it can go to someone better, um, and that, I mean, his direction in the company is going to be difficult because you have guys that are going to be coming up from NXT. You have guys now coming over from New Japan and et cetera, and now what? Is he going to be an on-TV, like you said, a mid-card heel to where he's, you know, he's taking this, and he's not, he's not challenging for a U.S. or IC title anytime soon. So, I mean, I, I, th- I just think those spots. There's so many good guys coming up. Agender Mahal at this point, I'm not sure why they brought him back. Um, not to get into it too much, but I'm very excited for, and I don't know, if, uh, JT. I wanted to know your thoughts on it, but of uh, SmackDown bringing back Shelton Benjamin, I thought of any, bringing anyone back. He was a pretty solid addition as opposed to Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I'm excited about Sheldon Benjamin. Uh, fantastic athlete. I thought he had a really nice uh, momentum going before they did the whole Sheldon Benjamin's mom gimmick uh, back yeah. when he left WWE, um, which really seemed to kill any momentum he had. So, yeah, that Mahal doesn't even come close to that kind of addition. But maybe this is one of those things where you say, hey, Vince says we see we see a role for him, but let's let the bigger name go to SmackDown because they need it. Well, I've got I'm going to throw a name out there that I could see him wrestling against because there's really no place else for him to go. Is Sami Zayn? No. <laughs> yeah, no, well, okay. no, no, he, no, no. Sami Zayn <laughs> just got done with Kevin Owens. Yeah, so okay. he's not going to go. Hold on. Too. He just got done with Kevin Owens. Right. Okay. They put him up against Rollins for God knows who who knows why. Nah. Okay. To prove a point that Rollins can beat him. Okay. That may whatever. Okay. So where do you go? Where where is okay, so if you have Mahal heel, no direction, nobody going, and then now all of a sudden you've got somebody like Sami Zayn available. You're not going back to Kevin Owens with him. You're not gonna go you're not gonna go against Jericho with him. Where are you gonna go? I, I think that this is where you this is where you could go. And I think you're gonna see a Cesaro and Jericho match up somewhere because that's where that has to go. You gotta remember now we're dealing with a different amount of talent and different uh people. You're not gonna see just anybody. So you're going to have to build storylines. Now, I know that sounded crazy, but, I mean, JT, I, I know Joey's shaking his head. I don't know if he's trying to get the lime to mix with the uh, corona in his head, but um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Okay. You know, but, we've we've seen WWE do crazy, crazier things. Uh, you know, my initial reaction when you said that was along the lines of what Joey 
three action was. But as you explain yeah. that, and I think about it, you know, it's a good way for Sami Zayn to pick up some easy victories, uh, reestablish some wins, uh, and, and who knows what they're going to do with Mahal altogether. So, you know, who says he's going to be a heel? So, I, as much as I hated it at first, it really doesn't sound that far-fetched. Not with the group of talent. Remember, you have a reduced group of talent right. that, you have to, that you're going to match them up with. You're not going to put them against Strowman, are you? No, no, not Strowman. No, no. Okay. No, yeah. Now let me ask you this, Jester. Does this mean that next week? Does this mean next week that uh, um, you know, old Heath's gonna end up there against the Great Khali? We're gonna get Khali and Jinder Mahal back together. I mean, you know. (laughs) You know, I I don't. That's funny. Uh, I have no idea what I. I can see probably. You know, they've got a little bit of a mishmash there of people. Maybe uh, see a uh, three-way match or... Oh, oh, hold on one second. I I have a real question for you both. Because this... uh, All right, this whole Seth Rollins, Jinder Mahal thing is a bit much for me, but when I... I didn't say Seth Rollins. I mean, uh, Sami Zayn, that's right. Sami Zayn, who just wrestled Seth Rollins, would wrestle Jinder Mahal. Anyway, uh, the one thing I would say is that... And I want to ask you guys, there's a real quick factor fantasy... Within a calendar year from now, okay, after Seth Rollins is at his time and, you know, et cetera there, within a calendar year from now, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, some, they will be rotating the WWE world title on Raw. JT, go ahead. I'll let you go first. I'm going, I'm going fantasy. I'm, I'm going fantasy on that. I think, uh, I think Vince is going to have them pay their dues uh, a little bit longer than that before – you start seeing that kind of rotation between those two guys. So who's the next champion after Seth Rollins? Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yeah. For absolutely. a year? Why not? CM Punk held it for well over a year. I mean, Seth Louis. Rollins probably would still have the belt right now if he hadn't have blown his knee out, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't no. think he ever would have dropped it. I think that was, still I got think Brock Lesnar in this equation, too. No, but he's so. only a part-timer. He's, he's, held the belt. he's held the belt already, though, as a part-timer. Yeah. No. Listen, first of all, I mean, I just don't see there's, – there's no reason to give Bauer this kind of push to not strap him now. Not right, right. – not, and I'm not saying not, not right this not, second. Okay, right, but, you didn't, right, but you didn't have him go what he's doing right now out of the gate to not eventually put a strap on That's what they man. did with AJ Styles, though. That's exactly what they did with him. They put him in the title picture right when he debuted. They put him in the Rumble, and then they put him against Roman Reigns. Yeah, but they found out one thing, okay, uh, that's different than Finn Balor. Finn Balor has an entrance that is unbelievable. When he breaks out the demon entrance, okay, that is a phenomenal entrance, a true phenomenal, okay? AJ Styles, I don't know if anybody's listening. I love AJ. Don't get me wrong, okay? And please, uh, you know, hold the hate mail on this, okay? I love AJ. Don't get me wrong. Phenomenal <laughs> wrestler. He really is. He's a great wrestler, okay? Seems like a good worker, all right? Love his moves. They're always solid. They're always crisp. They always have that little extra finish to them. I like what he does from a wrestling standpoint, why he can't hold the belt is because he's god awful on the mic. Okay, he is. 
I'm sorry. You're looking at me like that, and he's not the greatest on the mic. I'm sorry. You know what? That crowd last night, when he spoke, the only time they, they, the crowd reacted was when everybody was making fun of his haircut. That was what, that's what got the crowd going about AJ Styles. And that's not, that's not AJ Styles' fault. That doesn't make him a bad wrestler, but that also doesn't make him a champion. It makes him a good heel, though. And oh, in order to be that heel, yeah. he has to be good on the mic. He's, he's really good. I mean, that's, that's my opinion. I think this much is, is true about AJ Styles, and I know I've gone on record saying this before. Once the WWE is done rotating the title, uh, and now it's you know Raw and SmackDown, so it'll be soon. But once they're done rotating the title on the Shield, uh, AJ Styles is the next WWE champion. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. I mean, there, there is Raw for you, and we're going to go ahead. we got to pay some more bills, but that was our coverage of Raw. As you see, varying opinions just on the Raw. I can't wait to get to the SmackDown Live segment, which is coming up next right after our Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com, and I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey, from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, We'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers, I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? Bedfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? Bedfromthebed.com and where should people go to get help starting a business? BedFromYourBed.com All right. And if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? Um, BedFromYourBed.com All right, Ethan. One more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, BedFromYourBed.com That's right, folks. BreadFromYourBed.com Hey, there you got. I love it. I love that little kid. He is absolutely adorable. And uh, folks, you heard an absolutely uh, great piece just then. Us covering the raw. Uh, It's absolutely uh, great to have the three opinions because you get. My my dumbass opinion, and I'll give you opinion on anything. Okay, um, JT has a very distinct uh, view uh, on sports in general, and then Joey, you get you get Joey uh, from his standpoint, and Joey, you know, just real quick, uh, Joey, you have a little bit of a background uh, before we get to 
to SmackDown. Just real quick, uh, what is your background as far as wrestling and MMA? I know you have a little bit of that. Yeah, well, I've been a lifelong fan of wrestling uh, pretty much since I was about, I want to say, seven, eight years old, um, and have been a huge fan of it ever since then. Um, just, you know, the stories, the fighting, the drama, uh, everything about the show, everything that goes into the show and everything about the business is just amazing. Um, and I've been a huge fan of it ever since I, since I was watching Bret Hart uh, in the WWE and then further, you know, along the lines, Triple H, uh, Stone Cold, you know, the whole Attitude Era. And then, um, <clears throat> pardon me, too many Coronas. Um, <laughs> uh, further down the line, in around, I think it was 2009 or 2010, um, I did get into MMA. Uh, I started at Team Endgame, which is based out of Teaneck and Teterboro, New Jersey. Um, I was there for a couple years, uh, and I had a few amateur fights, um, you know, and then after a while, I determined that I don't really like getting punched in the face at all, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, it was something that I, I knew I wasn't going to make a career out of it. I knew it was something that I wasn't going to do for the rest of my life, and I didn't have you know, a great passion for it as if it was something I wanted to make into a career. So uh, long story short, if I wasn't going to get paid to get punched in the face, I wasn't going to do it anymore. And um, so that was pretty much the end of that. And then I decided to focus on uh, pro wrestling. Um, And it was more so just recently uh, that I began, you know, really focusing on pro wrestling and and deciding that that's the, you know, that's what I want to do. Nice, nice. And you're having fun with it, aren't you? Absolutely. I, you know, I love, I love everything about the business. You know, I love the fans. Um, I love getting to know, um, you know, my quote-unquote peers and people, you know, guys that have been doing it much longer than I have, just learning from them, talking to them. Uh, absolutely love being a part of this show. And I think, you know, uh, we have a lot of great things coming up in the world of pro wrestling that I look forward to and look forward to being a part of. What is, and I, you know what, Joey, uh, before we get to SmackDown, you know, you did bring up something that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and it's the truth. I have learned this in, in the time now that we are starting up FXE and, you know, doing the FXE live shows is that the wrestling fans are, I tell you, they, you talk about, people talk about the football fans, you know, the NFL fans. Uh, being a good, loyal group and all that, mm-hmm. and, and what a strong bunch. I'll tell you, folks, I don't know. You know, now that I'm seeing these wrestling fans, they they are a loyal, hardcore bunch, and there are a lot of them. It is it is fun. It is fun. JT, uh, I know you're a big wrestling fan and, and have been enjoying what's been going on uh, with yeah. SmackDown and Raw and, uh, and how they have it set up. Uh, what do you see in and now, as we come to SmackDown and what they're doing with that, what do you like? What do you don't like? And Well, I'll tell you, I like that they started to show some personality for Dolph Ziggler last night, uh, some fire, some energy. He just didn't seem like the guy that, you know, lackadaisically went out there, did his thing, smiled, posed with a couple girls, went to the back, you know, match over. But you saw some fire some energy, some passion from him last night. So it looks like they're trying to develop his character a little bit. Um, I liked Apollo Crews. Uh, the, uh, you know, I don't see where Kalisto really fit in that match. 
Baron Corbin made sense. Cruz made sense. Kalisto, I thought, was just in there to give him the high flyer, uh, you know, high flyer act last night. But I like what they're trying to do on SmackDown. I enjoyed the, uh, you know, invasion, if you will, of uh, Raw at the end of Raw with Randy Orton hitting Lesnar with the RKO. I enjoyed <laughs> the invasion last night. You know, so it kind of – and let me ask you, does that does that give you kind of the feeling of the old Monday Night Wars and some of the, the brand invasions from back in the 90s? Oh, yeah, I tell you, that's exactly – you know, JT, that's a great question. Great, great question because that's exactly uh, what it does. Uh, if you're an older wrestling fan, for me at least, um, that's exactly what it does. It brings me back to the good old days you know, as you're coming up on the Attitude Era and everything. And it's just, uh, it has a good feel for it because it is the unexpected. Uh, now that they've made it that, you know, you've got the two separate shows, but to occasionally have one person show up from the other show, I, I, you just got to like that. I, I, and it brought in excitement. You saw how the crowd was. I mean, both times it happened on both shows, you saw how the crowd. Forget how. The, forget how I feel about it. Okay. All you, all you needed to do was watch the crowd and listen to the crowd pop when it happened. Okay. Now I, I want to touch on that Dolph Ziggler thing too at the beginning. Exactly what they need. You know, you've got to have excitement from your guys because. You've got to create that excitement as you're building these storylines, as you're building the rivalries. The excitement has to come from somewhere. I mean, it just doesn't happen. So you have to have a little self-created excitement. Right. And him, right. Showing, some, him showing some emotion is exactly what they need. And they need to push that to me. They need to push that down the line. They need to push that to well, everybody. To everybody. And let me ask Joey and, and Jester, both of you guys, this. How about the Spirit Squad reference last night on SmackDown? That brought back some memories. I think that, that did bring back memories. Yeah. It was interesting because it really helped to serve its purpose in terms of elaborating how, you know, different of a career path Ziggler had than Ambrose. You know, of course, you know, Ambrose in NXT, and he would eventually be almost uh, the chosen one grouped in with Seth and Roman, you know, in the Shield. And his path was a lot different, whereas Dolph Ziggler literally started, you know, in the Spirit Squad, where, I mean, he shouldn't have been able to make a career from that point. Uh, and, you know, uh, being a part of that group, he really shouldn't have made a career out of that, but he ended up doing so. Um, and, it, you know, it, it was it was built, it was put in there, the line, uh, to illustrate exactly how different their career paths have been. And I think it, it really helped Dolph a lot. And I, I like the direction they're taking his character. I like what you had said before, I like what they're doing with Dolph. It was, that was really good. And it's good to see WWE get behind him a little bit. You know, Jester, I sent you a uh, photo last night at about midnight. I couldn't help but realize what time it was of a pink haired Dean Ambrose in 2006 in WWE <laughs> fighting uh, you know, against Eminem under the name of John Moxley. Uh, you know, so talk about this. I mean, 10 years ago, did this guy think he'd be holding the belt? So 10 years ago, yeah, he had bubblegum colored hair. 
It was unbelievable to see. What a great picture you sent. Um, my my question is this: uh, you know, as we're watching all this unfold on SmackDown Live, all right, and now last night they introduced American Alpha versus the Vaudeville. Yes. Now, I happen to be a big fan of these guys for several reasons, uh, and I'm talking about American Alpha here. Uh, great technical wrestlers that are bringing excitement. You know, you just feel it. They, they, some of these guys are just bringing the excitement, and I think that was the great move. You know, everybody's questioning about whether or not it was a good move for the uh, brand split. You know, was this a good idea? You know, you only get to see certain talent on certain days and this, that, the other. You know, while everybody's busy questioning that, let's give, you know, WWE, uh, and in particular Vince, uh, a little credit here for noticing one thing, that they that they needed some talent that brought some energy. Just like you ever notice it, it on your football teams, baseball teams, the rookies, they, 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 they bring the excitement. They, you know, they're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, they're ready to go and, and just excited to be there, and they're going to give their best and all that. And that's the vibe you get from these guys coming from NXT. And, and none better than American Alpha. So now, you know, JT, I'll start with you, then I'm going to go to Joey. Where do they go with American Alpha. Now, my belief is that somewhere down the road, okay, you, th- this is a tag team because of their talent, because of their, they're going to be popular, okay? They're going to put a strap on these boys in about a year. Now, my question is, what's the path that they take? Who do you think now, they, they dispatched the board villains. Who do you think, JT? Where are they going with them? Well, well, the first thing is I want to say it's a shame to have such an exciting, talented tag team with no belts. You know, I mean, again, I was waiting for them to announce, uh, you know, tag team belts uh, last night. So, you know, Bod Villains came out of NXT with a great pedigree, and these guys blew through them like nothing. I don't know who's next for these guys. I mean, who do you put them against? Because it can't be an established tag. I mean, what the Dudleys, somebody like that, or you know, are they on Smack? I believe they're on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. You know, who is it that you actually bring them out? Because I don't think you need to get them over. I think they already are. Yeah. Joey, JT, I think you're right on the money again. Uh, I would say the Dudleys because, you know, first off, they definitely need a couple feuds. Uh, you know, a couple matches to really get them, you know, to the WWE level and a couple of those feuds with a team like the Dudleys to, you know, help get them over and, you know, to really just, you know, get more into them. And I think that that's a really important thing to do as opposed to having them just jump into, you know, what would be a created tag title, you know, division. Uh, The first step, obviously, is SmackDown needs to create a tag title. after that, you know, I would say they should have at least two, maybe three feuds uh, with rent, you know, with teams. Uh, I can't really think anyone outside the Dudleys though, um, in terms of who, you know, maybe the villains again. I mean, <laughs> but you know, I can't <laughs> exactly. think of any teams. Eventually you are going to have to put the belt on these guys. And, you know, I mean, the first step is obviously creating that belt though. So. Um, I, well, I can tell you who I believe. Yeah. Um, 
you know who where they go? It, it, this one's a to me. It seems real simple. Okay, the Usos. The Usos were taken by SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. I mean, who, they're, they're, there's who you, who you're gonna go up against. They're they're the big name. They they've been you know let's be honest. They can go ahead and be the guys that you know give them the match. They they're a name. They've got the they've got the ability. Think about what a match that would be, just from an ability standpoint. Because I believe I like oh, these. Me personally, you know, I'm not one of those that well they got there because of relatives and all that. No, no, no. I actually believe that they are very good wrestlers, the Usos yeah. brothers. Okay. Now, think about that though. The Usos and American Alpha, technically, that's that's two. On two of four great wrestlers. Right. My opinion. I will say this. I will say this before we jump off of them. The match I would like to see, if you say dream match at this point, as well as those two guys seem to work together. I mean, it's like, the, you know, finish the other guy's sentence type of thing. Um, Anderson and Gallows seem to be the same type of tag team that just works so well together. That would be a fun match to watch. They, uh... Hmm. How do you feel about that? I mean, that, you, again, though, but you, then you're talking about crossing brands. Well, that's what I said. If you give me a dream match, you oh, know, okay. I like, right. I just like, I like the chemistry on American Alpha. I like the chemistry of Anderson and Gallows. A lot of those tag teams really don't have that. They look forced. You know, those those two teams just seem like it's real. They have the chemistry with each other. You know, I would love to see that kind of match. Joey, how about you? Anderson and Gallows, the Usos, who do you think, uh, well, who who do you think they're going to go with, and then who would you like to see them against? Well, I think that, you know, their first feud will probably be with a team like the Dudleys. Uh, the second, you know, I would say almost the second or third feud would probably be the Usos. Uh, it's just the Usos are a tough team to put in that spot because, one, they are pretty over. Uh, the only time they've really been hated is when they've been aligned with Roman Reigns, who's now not on the show. <laughs> and it's hard to make them heal, in my opinion. But And, and they'd have to be for they that They would feud. have to be. Yeah. yeah. They'd have to be for that feud, uh, at least. But I do think that they'll be the second or third feud that uh, American Alpha has. Um, you know, but yeah, I would say they'll go Dudley's first. And then, uh, then they'll go, you know, the Usos. Uh, maybe even them versus the Usos for the newly created SmackDown uh, tag titles. Uh, you know, that sounds like that would be an amazing match. I agree with you there. Well, it was, uh, it's been a great couple of days next week. We'll see what happens definitely with the, uh, w- with the brands. Uh, I am loving the idea that there are so many, so many possibilities out there. Uh, and we're going to see. Wow. That's it already? That's crazy. Hey, guys, how about a signal next time that we're wrapping up? Wow. That is a Yeah, that's what happens when you get a Corona. Folks, thanks so much for joining us. That was FXE Live. I know. If any of you are like us, we didn't get enough of that. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us. I am the fantasy tester. You've been listening to me, JT Jason Townsend, Joey Cage. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. And you had one shot, one opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. 
captured. Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms.